0: The shadow of America's Mountain Rocky Mountain Revival Radio presents Waymaker Ministries. Welcome to Waymaker Ministries. I'm your host Ethan. With me today is my always amazing co-host Lily Phillips. Lily, how are you doing today?
1: I'm really well, Ethan. How are you doing?
0: I'm doing pretty good. All right. Before we get into today's show, I just want to get a few housekeeping items out of the way. Please check out the show's website. Waymaker rmrr.live for all the latest information and updates about the show. There's a contact us form to submit feedback, comments, suggestions, or to be a guest, or you can recommend a guest on on the show. If you need prayer, there are two ways for us to, to partner with you in prayer. The first way you can do that is the prayer request form on the website. We would love to stand in prayer for you and with you. The second way you can do that is you can write us at prayer at waymaker.rmrr.live. Please like and subscribe to the show's YouTube page. We can also be found on all your favorite podcast sites. You can find a listing of those on the Waymaker website under the show archives link. If you like the show and the show's content and feel led to donate to us there are links to do so on the website the show description below and for those watching on your screens and there's also another way to do that which is tidly. it is a online website and it is an app which you can select where you want to give so you can give to my min- my show or you can give to my RMRR so you ha- you can select where you want to give and in the future, Tithely will be used to, for text to give. Um, but I say again, that will be for future. Um, so, all right. We have another amazing show for you today. And today's episode is titled Pastors Slash Shepherder. Shep, sh, uh, Shepherding. Sh- shepherders. Shep- shepherders. No,
1: shepherders is not a word. Shepherds
0: thank you what yeah. was that
1: oh my goodness but before yes. we get into the spiritual today, gift series
0: yes but and if you like today's show and we encourage you to share it with your friends family co-workers etc because well sharing is caring but before we jump into today's topic we have some commercials don't we lily yes we do why don't you hit so, us with that first one
1: all right I'm gonna, I'll remember what the first one was supposed to be, but I'm going to assume it's for the Redemption Squad yep. because that's the only commercial I'm good at doing. Um, so, Redemption Squad Ministries, headed by Zach and Melissa Sheehan. You guys, this is a beautiful ministry in Colorado Springs, Colorado. So, if you're in the area, come and check it out. We don't have an outreach coming up, but we just had one this week on Monday. We gathered at Central Campus to pack some boxes, pack dozens of boxes actually full of food and toiletry items and guys these are like small moving boxes. And on Tuesday morning at about 10 we met at Radiant Church Central Campus to all go out to this neighborhood that recently suffered a really hard tragedy and we just wanted to bless them. After having been through so much we went to Southern Colorado Springs and all these boxes And, you know, what's really funny is we are supposed to get rained out. And, um, you know, we partnered with Jesus Church, Radiant Church, Every Heart. And this was such a good outreach with so many collaborators. You could tell that the enemy was just trying to be really petty and make us all go back inside and give up. But instead, we prayed against the rain. And one of my friends I met that day pulled out his phone and looked at the weather map and we saw the rain clouds just split right over the neighborhood the very street that's amazing that specific and I went to the rest of colorado springs but praise god and we handed out all the rest of the boxes no one had to leave because of rain
0: praise god praise god (laughs) yeah that's amazing yeah there's Mm -hmm. just redemption squad ministries is just such such an amazing ministry. Like Zach and Melissa are amazing people, so we we are definitely excited to be partnering with them, um, and so we love shouting them out. So, um, if you guys are in Colorado Springs, go check them out. Um, or
1: if you're not, but you happen to have a jet plane yeah. and just want to visit, <laughs> come on down. <laughs>
0: yeah. Okay. So. Before I get into the commercials, I just want to qu- get a quick shout out for Destiny Music for letting us use their music on to on today's show and all of our shows previously. Thank you, Destiny Music, for letting us use your music. So, our first commercial is with Love Custom
1: Craft. Our second commercial. <laughs> well, yeah.
0: No, well, I think yeah. that's our third commercial. Um, huh. yeah, but um. <laughs> With Love Custom Crafts. Wayma- <laughs> RMR and Waymaker Ministries has now partnered up with my dad's good friend Kenzie over at With Love Custom Crafts. With Love Custom Crafts is a Christian-owned business, small business. Her products are primarily focused towards women. The company target line reads creating custom quality line i wow creating custom <laughs> quality items at affordable prices all made with love she started out hand cutting vinyl for all of her products her husband believed in her so much that he spent money that they really didn't didn't have to buy her some much needed equipment to help get her business ready really moving and if you want to go check her out, her website is WithLoveCustomCrafts.com It will be on your it will be in the show description below. And if you're watching, it will be on your screen. The next commercial is for Bite Tag, and I know Michael's mom has two little puppies. Um, <laughs> so this would definitely be good for her two little puppies.
1: Yeah, I think one's named Mia and the other's name is Pokey. Yeah. So shout out to those little dogs.
0: <laughs> RMRR and Waymaker Ministries has partnered with Bite Tag. Bite Tag is the safest and most advanced pet tag on the market. It allows you to create a personal profile for you and your pet. When scanned, you get a notification that your pet's tag has been scanned. It also has. It also gives the scanner the option to notify the pet's owner that the pet has been found, and the tag uses GPS tracking to notify the owner of their pet's location. There is no monthly and annual service or subscription fees, so you don't have to worry about that, and tag puts your privacy first. tag is truly the last pet tag you will ever need. and. As an additional bonus, if when you use discount code RMRR15, you get a 15% discount off of the purchase price. And check out the new bite tag slider, which attaches directly to your dog's collar. With the bite tag slide, there is zero risk of getting caught of it getting caught on objects while playing. Or moving outside, moving around, and as our final to last commercial, we have Valentine Comfort Shoes. Valentine Comfort Shoes is a veteran-owned business by radiant by Radiant Churches own Sean and Amy Blake. They are amazing people. Um, They are amazing followers of of God. Um, and, and they 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 are licensed prayer warriors. So if you yes. if just you just
1: ask Sean for his badge, yeah, no, I was kidding. He He'll doesn't actually have a badge, but that'd be really cool. He'll <laughs> pop
0: out his imaginary badge. He'll pop out his imaginary <laughs> badge. Um, but so if you just need if you need some shoes, go check them out. Um, If you have some pain in your foot or whatever go check them out or if you don't need new shoes And you just want some prayer go do it go to their shop Um, Cuz Sean and Amy would love to pray with you and for you um and As our final commercial R.M. R.R. and Waymaker Ministries has made a merch store and it is live now so if you have you've seen me wear my waymaker shirt and you may have also seen me drink out of my waymaker cup this is um one of the one of the like before products the test products um that we received um so the store is up and running and that is shop dot R-M-R-R dot live and for those of you watching it will be on your screen or if you're not if you're listening on the podcast it will be in the show description okay i think that we are all done with commercials yep so okay it. well let's get into today's show we have an amazing show prepared for you guys today Um, it is, it's, it's probably going to be very powerful and I can't wait to see what happens with this. (laughs) Um, so what's next? Show description? Yeah. We have the the show description description next. (laughs) So pasture, the gift of pasture slash shepherd. This gift is one that carries many different responsibilities. It is closely related to the spiritual gifts of leadership and teaching. Pastors are called pastors are called <laughs> shepherds because their calling and gifts are much like those who care for sheep. They're called and gifted f- to care for a for the spiritual well being for of a local body of God's people. Pastors are first and foremost servants. They are servants of God and servants of the of the church. They are given a mixture of abilities by grace that allows them to serve the needs of an entire community someone with this gift will humbly teach guide protect and and to lead the church in the mission in the mission that god has for his church namely the great commission the pastor loves the gospel of jesus christ and puts it at the center of his life his or her life and ministry pastors do not seek fame or recognition for themselves but they are placed in a position of authority by the holy spirit the role of past of past of a pastor is one of humility and service as he or she is reminded daily of his of his or her overwhelming need of god's grace as for the task at hand
1: nice so ethan what are some scriptures that you immediately think of when you think of pastor?
0: Good question. So if oh, I you, see you got your Bible out. <laughs> yes. If you would like to turn with me to 1 Corinthians, and I'm going to be reading through 12, 1 Corinthians 12, 6 through 11. Right. and this 1 Corinthians?
1: S- is yes. Before 2 Corinthians? Yes. Just so you know. Yes. Yes. <laughs>
0: Just so that we're aware, it is before.
1: (laughs) Okay. Okay. What does that say?
0: There are, so six reads, there are different kinds of workings, but in all of them and in everyone, it is the same God at work. Now, to to each one that the manifestation of the spirit is given for the common good. To one there is given through the spirit a message of wisdom, to another a message of knowledge by means of the same spirit, to another faith by the same spirit, to another gifts of healing by that one spirit, to another miraculous miraculous powers to another, prophecy, to another, distinguishing between spirits, to another, speaking in different kinds of tongues, and to, still another, the interpretation of tongues. All these are the works of one and the same spirit, and he distributes them to each one, just as he determines. So, that's what i'm getting from that is that he like it is given by the same spirit the holy spirit and god like god is giving certain gifts to certain people so that's what i read and as my next verse cuz i have three for you er, to everyone today so if you'd like to flip with me to john 10:11 and it is that and it is the fourth book in matthew mark luke john in the New Testament. It is the fourth book. Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. <laughs> Acts, Romans, 1st Corinthians, 2nd Corinthians.
1: I remember that little song we had to memorize in Sunday school class. Um, the only like musical part I remember is like when it kind of changes. And it's like, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. <laughs> yeah. Why does that sound
0: familiar? That sounds so familiar. It sounds
1: familiar. To it's weird. Did. Who is born in the early two thousands and went to Sunday school because her parents made them. <laughs> I didn't go to
0: Sunday school.
1: Okay, well now I'm just confused.
0: <laughs> it was it's weird. Um, yeah. Okay,
1: anyways, John 10, verse eleven.
0: <laughs> this reads, I am the good shepherd. Hold on. There's a thing on my page. The The Good Shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. Wow.
1: Jesus is the good shepherd. Yeah, he is the shepherd of shepherds. All shepherds on earth must be shepherded by Christ, and all flocks come together under each under each individual earthly shepherd. They come together united under the name of Jesus. Everything is under the name of Jesus. That's what I think of when I hear this verse. What about you, Ethan?
0: Yeah. Um. Yeah, I was, I was getting the same thing that God, like, Jesus is the good, the good shepherd. And so, yeah. Okay, yeah. and as my final verse for everyone today, I'm going to be in Ephesians 4, 11, if you'd like to turn with me.
1: Yep, I am nearly there. <laughs> okay, Plus, I got it.
0: So this reads, so Jesus himself, so Christ himself, Gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors, and teachers to, and I'm going to read a little bit further because it helps, to equip his people for works of service so that the body of Christ may be built up until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature attaining, to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ.
1: Wow. So these positions are not given for worldly gain, sordid gain, none other than the edification of the church. Yeah. They are not given so you get to pride yourself in some fancy title or some authority. They are given for the edification of believers. The unity of believers, not division of them. You know, it's not about forming more and more do- denominations to cater to your own beliefs and your own flock, your own followers, but it is about coming together under the name of Christ again. Because there is only one bride. There is not one bride for the Baptists, one bride for the Pentecostals. There is one bride. So we need to be united. Amen. What do you think of when you hear that first, Ethan?
0: Yeah, I was just, the, what I get from that is that God gave, gave the church these gifts to help build the church and to help grow the church and to help make the church more, you know, ready for God and ready and, like, help more to chase after him and to grow in him.
1: Mm Mm-hmm yep
0: and so i think you have some verses for us
1: yes i do yes i do it's funny i i didn't have anything prepared for this show honestly but i had this dream where i was recording with ethan and we were talking about the pastoral flock and i heard everything i said and everything i prepared and i woke up it's like something tapped me on the shoulder and i woke up And I grabbed my phone, and I'm like, can't see, so tired. My eyes have that, like, tired eye stuff. I don't know if there's a natural word for it. And I just write down, like, all the verses I quoted. And then I went back to sleep. And then I woke up the next day and saw all my notes on my phone. And I'm like, huh, how'd that get there?
0: That's what I wrote. Oh, (laughs) yeah. That's what I
1: wrote. Oh. (laughs) It was so funny. So, I wrote down all the verses, and then after I woke up again, I wrote down my notes for the <laughs> verses, and the scripture I want to start out with, for um, what I've gained from learning about the pastoral shit, is Revelation seven seventeen. So if you'll flip to the very last book of your Bibles, I'm going to flip with you. Revelation verse chapter 7, verse 17, it says, for the lamb of god for the lamb is in the center of the throne and he will be their shepherd he will guide them to the springs of the water of life and god will wipe every tear from their eyes so what stood out to me in this verse is the reason why the lord understands how to shepherd us so well is because he too is a lamb mm. so you know like maybe you've worked in child care and maybe you are compassionate for children because you remember what it's like to be a child well here's the thing earthly shepherds don't have that same connection with their sheep because it's not like the shepherd ever evolved out being a sheep and thus now he can lead them but the lord knows how to shepherd us so well because he too is a lamb he's the lamb of god So he knows how to lead lambs Amen. because he is the good shepherd. So he knows how to lead us because he was one of us. John one thirty six says, John the Baptist looked at Jesus as he walked and said, Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. It's difficult for someone to lead another that's completely different than the leader. Lambs do not speak the same language shepherds do. But Christ knows how to pastor his lambs because he is the lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. He understands us because he became one of us. Hebrews 4, verses 15 and 16, if you'll flip your Bibles with me a little bit back before the book of Revelation. um, It says, We do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weaknesses, but one who has been tempted in all things, as we are. Yet without sin, therefore let's draw near with confidence to the throne of grace, so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help in time of need. So remember in Revelation 7:17 7, it says, the lamb is already in the center of the throne. And because we have a lamb, a high priest who sympathizes with our weaknesses, travel through the same terrain that we did to make to, to make it to the same green pasture, We can draw near to the same place that the Lamb of God is sitting. We can draw near with confidence to the throne of grace that's in the center of heaven. And we can do this so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help in time of need. We can do this now. This is not the end times scripture, okay? We can do this now because when we're already in heaven, we're not going to need help right? We're there. We've made it, you guys. But it is here that we need mercy. It is here that we need to find grace to help in time of need. So this is our ability even now. The Lamb of God sits by the throne. In Hebrews 7, it says that He makes intercession on behalf of us living eternally for Mm. us. And we can go now to receive mercy and find grace to help in time of need. Christ is not only aware of our weaknesses, he's not only like aware of some fact he's heard about, he's read about, but he's never actually experienced firsthand. He dealt with our weaknesses for himself. Mm. He is passionate for us individually. And the parable of the lost sheep describes deeply how passionately. He shepherds us. So if you'll flip your Bibles with me now to Luke 15, and I believe I'll start at verse 1. Yes? Yes. So Luke 15 is right before the Gospel of John, and it says, Now all the tax gatherers and the sinners were coming near to him to listen to him. And both the Pharisees and the scribes began to grumble, saying, This man receives sinners and eats with them.'" So he told them this parable: What man among you, if he has a hundred sheep, and has lost one of them, does not leave the ninety-nine in the open pasture and go after the one which is lost until he finds it? When he has found it, he lays on, he lays it on his shoulders, rejoicing. When he comes home, he calls together his friends and his neighbors, saying to them, Rejoice with me, for I have found my sheep which was lost. I tell you, in the same way, there will be more joy in heaven over one sinner who repents than over the 99 righteous persons who need no repentance. Amen. Each individual sheep is treasured by heaven and sought after by God. I don't know about you, but I don't know many churches whatsoever who would seek after someone who fell away. You know, there's many large churches nowadays, and maybe their pastors don't even know your name and that's a heavy thing to deal with maybe um maybe you'd be recognized if you all of a sudden stopped going to church if you were in a staff position but many churches don't operate as passionately deeply as jesus does but jesus he had a flock of a hundred sheep He had a flock of dozens and dozens of sheep. Truthfully, it's many more than a hundred, but for the parable's sake, this is the number we're given. And each individual sheep is so sought after by him, he immediately knew it went missing. I must find it. That, That sheep's mine. That sheep's mine. And this parable shows the duty of a true pastor. Because a pastor is meant to follow in the footsteps of Christ right there. If Jesus so earnestly sought after this missing sheep, then isn't a pastor supposed to as well? Yes, yes they are. A pastor is not so caught up with all their sheep that they don't even notice when one goes missing. A pastor is not so focused on being seen by the sheep behind a pulpit that they do not look after their sheep. A pastor is not so focused on gaining material influence, or favor from the sheep and from other people's flocks that they aren't focused on looking after the sheep
0: and feeding
1: who actually is in their flock. A pastor is one who feeds and leads. There's much overlap between the office of a pastor and the office Mm -hmm. of a teacher, but these two are not one and the same, actually. Teachers receive and give revelation from the Word of God. Teachers are students first. So if you're a teacher, if you think you're a teacher, you better be a student. Where's your desk? <laughs> That's <what laughs> Where's your, your desk? Like. <laughs> um, go get your number two pencil. I was kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, teachers are students first, though. But pastors feed the Word of God to each of their sheep. And what's really important about this is because Perhaps a sheep in the flock is young, perhaps um, mating season was about several months ago, and now it's been birthing season. So the sheep have given birth to new members of the flock. And the sheep is young, or a believer still new to the faith. All they can drink is milk. And if they tried to consume solid food, then they would run the risk of choking and dying. Or perhaps there's an older sheep who's only in need of water and solid food, which is another way of saying perhaps you are a mature believer and you desire to consume what's more challenging and advanced and deep from the Word of God because you have a firm foundation built in it already. A shepherd or a pastor is one who mm. knows these needs of their individual sheep. They they know which members of flock, their congregation, are new, and they can only have milk. And they know which ones are more advanced. Maybe they've been attending this church for decades, and they need the hard vegetables of the Word of God. They need the nutrients that a younger sheep is not yet capable of consuming. And They need lots of water. A shepherd or a pastor is one who knows these needs. They are one to help provide for these needs. And all while they are feeding their sheep, they are leading them to green pastures, to where the sheep are meant to be. The shepherd is shepherded by Christ while shepherding others. And he is leading his sheep to the green pastures of heaven. Now, I do want to go back on the idea that um, some are meant to have solid food. Some are meant to have milk. So let's read Hebrews 5. And I believe I'll start at maybe verse 11, but i got to find it again myself. So Hebrews 5, verse 12 is where I'll start. And I'm going to read through Hebrews 6, verse 2, or maybe verse 3. (laughs) Let's see how it goes. It says, For though by this time, the author of Hebrews is talking to a congregation, For though by this time you ought to have been teachers, you have need again for someone to teach you the elementary principles and the oracles of God. You have come to need milk and not solid food. So the author of Hebrews is aware of the state of who he's addressing individually. He or she is aware of who needs solid food and who needs milk. And where this congregation is at spiritually. It goes on to say, For everyone who partakes only of milk is not accustomed to the word of righteousness. He is a babe some believers are not accustomed to the word of righteousness so if you try to feed them solid food from the word of righteousness they're going to choke they're going to choke and you're going to have to try and save them by the grace of god God god's going to have to sought after them and help them be able to consume the food that they're meant to again verse 14 solid food is for the mature who because of practice only because of practice Have their senses entrained to discern good and evil. Chapter 6, verse 1, Therefore, leave behind the elementary teachings about the Christ. Let us press on to maturity, not laying again that old foundation of repentance from dead works and of faith towards God. So that's all elementary. I have instruction about washings and laying on of hands. The resurrection of the dead and eternal judgment, wow, that's all elementary. Verse 3, and this we shall do if God permits. What this verse is saying, you don't need to lay again the foundation. You already laid it. You don't need to go back to drinking milk. You should have outgrown that by now. So go on to further sanctification. It's not just about the resurrection of the dead. It's not just about ceremonial washings. It's about being sanctified, maturing yourself, being matured by God for heaven, for heavenly purposes. So, the pastor knows their sheep. The pastor knows who can only drink milk and who can only choke or who can only eat solid food. The pastor knows their sheep. God knows us. God is the shepherd. He knows all of his sheep but he puts the shepherd in charge of these small flocks to all become one at the end of the age. All of our individual flocks will become one at the end of the age. Be under the one good shepherd, as John 10 verse 11 says. And I also would like to read First Peter 2:25. It says, you were continually straying like sheep that now you have returned to the shepherd and the guardian of your souls. In 1 Peter 5, if you skip a couple chapters, 1 Peter 5 verses 1 through 4 says, Therefore I exhort the elders among you, as your fellow elder and witness of the sufferings of Christ, and a partaker also of the glory that is to be revealed, shepherd the flock of God among you, Exercising oversight, not under compulsion, but voluntarily, according to the will of God. And not for sordid gain, but with eagerness. Not, Nor yet as lording it over those allotted to your charge, but providing to be examples to the flock. And when the chief shepherd appears, you will receive the unfading crown of glory. So just like how the parable of the lost sheep describes the duty and the passion of the shepherd, the scripture in 1 Peter 5 verses 1-4 through describes the intentions of the shepherd, which is very important because how can you do good things with filthy intentions? Though the result of your work may look good, may look righteous, God knows the intentions of the heart and His word is sharp enough to divide the thoughts and the intentions of the heart, as Hebrews 4.12 says. So the intentions of the shepherd, they're not meant to be compulsive, meaning they are to be very intentional. They're not guiding their sheep to some random place that they thought of maybe they suddenly had a dream about and had the urge to visit this place again. And the sheep are just along for the bride of the um, sporadic dreams of the shepherd. These sporadic teachings and leadings of the shepherd, it's not like that. They're not guiding their sheep to a place that they have not been called by God to. But the shepherd is thoughtful in their leadership. Before the shepherd begins their journey of leading their sheep to green pastures, they already have the pasture in mind to which they are leading the sheep to. And that shepherd that pasture was shown to them by God. The shepherds know the way to that pasture, and that way is Christ. The shepherds do not serve out of obligation, but voluntarily. Shepherds do not have their free will stripped of them, but they serve with joy and their will aligning with God's will. Because they have been called by God to their shepherding positions, they partake in this gift freely, and they also do so joyfully out of pure love for the sheep. They do this according to the will of God. It's not for material gain. It's not about money. Anyone can obtain money. Anyone can work their way up in a company and make a good salary. You know, if you have the proper opportunities and proper education, that's not something that's impossible for many people. Yeah. But not many people can shepherd a flock of God. So be know that you are different and you are set apart. And one of these things that makes you different is that your work is not about money. It's not about a salary or six figures, 401k, nothing. And the shepherds still do this joyfully. How could they not? How could they not? Though the work is constant and laborious, and they spend many nights awake watching over their sheep, making sure that some wolf doesn't come, some snake doesn't tingle around their sheeps, but they stay up day and night. The joy of the Lord is their strength. All other forms of labor on earth will not be remembered, but a pastor's labor bears eternal fruit by the grace of God alone. And the shepherds must not exalt themselves. They not they may not look at their sheep and say, Remember your place, it's under me. You know, that's not what they're called to do. It's not about the title. It really isn't. So maybe you've been reminding your sheep of your title and your status your status over them more than you've actually been shepherding them. I urge you to repent of that.
0: Because mm.
1: your sheep need to be fed. Yes. And of course it's important that we submit to a church covering and our pastors. But it's not something that is meant to be constantly shoved down our throats. Mm, the fact yeah. that I'm above you, you're not above me. No. No, that's not the way it's meant to be. It just isn't. Name one place in the Bible where Jesus says to remind your Remind people of the authority you exalt over them. Yes, a the student is not above their teacher. But remember, we're all submitted to God. So if we're pulling rank, remember, God can do that too. And he's above all of us. Yeah. Yeah. The last scripture I'm reminded of is Hebrews 10, 25. Well, actually, I'll start with verse 24.
0: You said 10, 24?
1: Says, yeah, 10, 24, and 25. It says, let us consider how to stimulate one another to love and good deeds, not forsaking our own assembling together, as is the habit of some, but encourage one another all the more as the day draws near. So now I'm going to talk to the sheep. This word, one another, means, um, I'm going to try and say, this word translated to the Greek is alelu. I don't know if I said that right, but it's A L L E L O U S. So you can look it up. You can look up the pronunciation if you're that curious. But that is a word for one another here. And it refers to mutual activity. So it's not about one person being behind a pulpit and encouraging the entire congregation as the day Charles sneer. But this is talking to the sheep. This is talking about the sheep's role to encourage one another, encourage your fellow peers in the congregation. That's our job. As the day is drawing near, it's coming. This was written 2000 years ago. How much closer is it now than it was then? We must not forsake our assembling together because when we do, we will be discouraged. We will be isolated and scattered. So what is there left for us? Yeah. But we must remember to come together we must remember to encourage one another that is our role as the sheep in one flock we are to encourage one another as the j- day draws near as the day draws near that we will see that green pasture and we will feed from it so yeah that's really all my notes for this topic Ethan. yeah what do you think about all this because i know i put so much out there but yeah
0: that's amazing like just how it, it's just a lot and like as you were as you're reading I was just kind of praying like I was just I was praying in some tongue I was praying in tongues and like well I what I was getting getting from this was because well I asked God please give me like an understanding of this um what he gave me was that this this scripture is the scriptures that we've read it's 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 about how god god gives certain gifts to certain people not that one person's better than another person just cuz they have two different gifts no that's we're not saying that at all um and like one like if someone has prophecy but someone has tongues like no, they're not better one's not better than the other um we what what the scripture is saying that i got was that god has given the church, these gifts for such a time as this, and for such a move as this, for God's plan, for God's purpose, and, and for God's for God's plan. So w- He puts these gifts into the church. He puts pro- pro- prophetic's prophet. He puts the gift of prophecy. He puts the gifts of tongues. He puts the gifts of interpretation of discernment. He puts all these gifts in the church to help. To help edify the church and to help grow the church and to help you know build the church in a way that he saw sees it sees fit, and so he, he and the pastors they they're and the teachers they're a big part of the church because they're the ones who give the message and then they' they're the ones who teach and help guide the flock they're the ones who. And shepherds, they're the ones who care for the flock, they're the ones who care for the sheep, they make sure that sheep stay together, they like—they make sure that sheep stay in the herd, they make sure that sheep don't stray away, and so... As pastors and as shepherds, that's our job is to make sure that no one is straying away and to make sure that like we we give the word and we're in the word and, and that. So that's what I was getting. So um but um yeah.
1: Yeah. I um I guess my final thoughts are pastors, just remember where you're leading your sheep too. Mm. remember where you're going because the sheep are following after you yes so always keep your mind fixated on God and his kingdom so that you your feet will travel towards it and if your feet are traveling towards it then your sheep will follow after you and also remember that your job is one of humility so I delivered this word a while back to um, a pastor of a small group, and I told her that your job is not about being seen by your sheep, but it's about seeing your sheep. The shepherd goes behind the sheep with his rod and his staff and just guides them, make sure none no yeah. of them falls behind. If needed, he will carry a sheep as he walks. And it's not a glamorous position. It's not one to be coveted. It's really not. If you if you, if you, remember what a literal shepherd of a flock is, and then take that to your spiritual realm, take that to your role on earth as it is in heaven, you'll find that really it's not glamorous at all. And it's not one to be coveted or lusted mm-hmm. after. It's not a title to just keep on pursuing, though it's not been given to you by God. I don't understand why someone would pursue the pastor, the pastoral ship so earnestly if it's not something that's been given to them by God, because it is such a hard job. If you think about it, like the shepherds, when Jesus was speaking in parables, the shepherds around him listening to him speak were ones that stayed up day and night maybe got just a couple hours of sleep each night because they couldn't run the risk of something coming and attacking their flock and them not being prepared for it so the shepherds now the pastors now they're not figures who sleep and often the shepherds of old they didn't eat very much either you know they They were not positions of status or wealth. You know, their riches were in their flock. Mm -hmm. So now, pastors, your riches are in your flock. Remember, it's not about the riches that they contribute to you in tithes, but the flock itself. That's your wealth. I did not mean to rhyme just then, but this flock itself, that is your wealth. Yes. And... The promise of making it to the green pasture, that's your endurance. Come on. So remember that God's giving you a rod and a staff. These tools that do establish you and help you in your journey. Do not leave them behind at one place and try to do it. So you try and do it without those tools, without that rod and your staff. Because I know the rod and the staff is heavy. And maybe you could walk quicker without it because it makes the, it can make things more difficult. But those tools are necessary in many terrains you'll walk through. And it's something that sets you apart from others and it sets you apart from the sheep. So never neglect the rod and staff God gives you, but remember it and hold it with joy and humility unto Him. Amen. And those are really my last thoughts on the scriptures of this, but Ethan, what about some testimonies? I know we got some testimonies here. <laughs> yeah,
0: so um I'll I'll start with mine. So um back about two years ago ish, um back in twenty twenty one I'd say, um Nope, twenty twenty So back in twenty twenty, no, nope, yep, yep, twenty twenty one. So back in the twenty twenty one, um, during springtime, camp camp was happening at Radiant Church, um, and so before camp, the co-host for RMRR, Michael, he was he he gave me a word that i would be a new generation pastor one that was that is not has not been seen yet and a couple weeks later i went to camp and and so camp is like a 4 to 5 day trip like day trip no phones no thing like no technology no nothing just a bible a notebook something you could write with and then you and some clothes and so I went, and there was one night when they 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 asked for us to be in to go into groups. So if you were feeling like you were called to this group, you would go to either the pastoring or the blah or the ministry or blah blah blah. And so you would go to these different groups. And so I I got a push like, a push from God to go to the ministries and the pastor, one. And so, after, we, they all split up into different rooms, and so, into different sections, and so, my group, we were talking about, like, why, why we felt we were called, and I was like, I just got, I just got a feeling that I needed to, to come over here, and to come to this section. Um, And so, and, and there's, and it, it's kind of a scary thing when when you're called to be a pastor because like you're like me yeah, like you could you could can, call, can begin. you can call this what? person over here who's who ha- who knows almost everything about the bible and can make connections like it's nothing like you can call him but you call me and i'm like it's kind of like a huh so, like, I, I just, I, I, like, literally, I figured out that it was a calling, and I was just like, what? And, like, that was when, like, even to Michael's word to me, I was like, what? Because, like, it's just, a, it's kind of like a scary thing, because pastors, they're, they're a they're attacked because, well, they're the ones who are giving their words out. They're the ones who are giving the messages out to the flock. They're the ones who's, you know, protecting and guiding the flock. And so the attacks are, like, more. And and not saying that they're, like, they're not bad to other people. But, like, to pastors, they're, like, yeah. they are pretty intense because they know that if, they know that pastors can do some stuff and they know that pastors like give words and they guide the flock and yeah. Yeah. And so and the
1: enemies after that. Yeah. And because so the if enemies. If he takes down the pastor, how much yeah. easier is it to take down the flock?
0: Yeah. Because if you take down the person who's holding the stick and who's going behind them and following them, if he's lost, if he's gone, oh no, what are we supposed to do? we're lo- yeah. like we're lost we have no we have no shepherd we have no one guiding us what are we supposed to do yeah. and so they'll just like run along and they'll do their own thing and so the enemy wants to attack that because if the word gets out like if the message gets out the word gets out and and they guide the flock and they and they and shepherds and pastors do what they're supposed to do at what they're called to do then the enemy's like and like he, the enemy is upset about that, so he wants to attack that. Um, and so it, it's kind of like a scary thing because uh, you're like when when you really think about it, and even me thinking about it now, like is it's like whenever I think about it, it's still like a it's still just like a wow thing. Um, yeah. And because I was talking to my one of my friends from church about it a couple of days ago on Sunday, and we were talking about like some of the gifts that would. We- that we had because we just started a conversation and he asked me about it and so I was talking about it and and then we got into the concept the conversation of what we were called to be and so I was like a pastor and when I said that I was like I kind of cringed a little bit because I was like me (laughs) like Mm. and so it's kind of just like a it's 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 just kind of a scary thing when you're called to be one but I yeah like, I know that God has plan, and I know that God's going to use use people who are called for a purpose. And so I know that people are called for a reason. So, yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, my testimony is similar to that when I received this calling. It was actually back in January. So, like, I knew that I was meant to shepherd people, but I didn't know if that was actually meant to come in a church. And I was sitting right here where I'm sitting now at my desk and all of a sudden I had this vision of a church and like God showed me all the rows of seats and the stage and the pulpit and what it looked like. And he gave me the sentence vision and after seeing all this, I was like, but Lord, a church I I don't want want to start a church what like every so many Christians start a church and so many Christians start a church with programs and so many people expect just people from the world to come in the church I want I want to be sent out Lord I don't want to have all these thick roots holding me down like what about traveling and ministering the word of God all over the place And he interrupted me, his voice, they clearly and audibly interrupted me and he said, but child, but daughter, when you go out and you minister the word of God and I go before you and people come to believe, would you expect to just leave them on the streets? Would you expect to just leave them in their homes? You need a church to bring them to you need a place to bring these people you minister to on the streets to where do you expect to lead them to where do you expect to lead these people to do you expect to just minister to them once and never see them again i want you to actually build a relationship with them like i have built a relationship with you and i started sobbing when i heard that because it hit me so hard this calling. And I'm not saying I'm anywhere close to where I need to be now. (laughs) I'm not saying I'm not still scared of it. I fear the Lord. Um, I don't fear what He's called me to. I fear the Lord. And I I have to trust that though I am young, though I'm not a pastor's kid, and I didn't grow up in the church like other people did, though I have a past and I have some very challenging parts of my life that would prove me to be a very poor candidate for this calling. The Lord still called me. Yeah. And Romans 11, 29 says, the gifts and callings of the Lord is irrevocable. And here's the thing, in the book of Job, when Job is... Accursed and he has everything stripped of him He says blessed be the name of God who can give and who can take away naked I came from the womb and Naked I'll return to dust one day. So the Lord is the only one who can give and who can take away Yeah, and I believe it's the prophet Samuel who says that God is the giver and taker of life so saying no one else no one can take away or even give to you a calling or a gift that is only God. yeah yeah and here's the thing when he gives you something he is the only one who can take it away but he won't because Romans 11 29 says the gifts and the callings of God are irrevocable so he wants you to continuously pursue him and how to use his gifts and his callings because we don't want to be false prophets ministering a false hope and a pseudo-Christ. We don't want to be false pastors who have gone confused in their compasses and maps and are leading their sheep astray. Because though these gifts and callings we receive are irrevocable, we must make sure that we don't fall. Yeah. Because if we do, it affects more than just us.
0: Amen. Amen.
1: So um, I say that someday I'll be the pastor of a church with fear and trembling of God, not of that title, pastor, not of a future congregation, not fear of those around me, but fear of God. And um, I was going to say, whoever is watching this, I don't think I've ever said this, but whoever is watching this, Please pray for me and Ethan, because I know that when we each received this calling at different times, we were very scared at first, and we have a long ways to go in our journey, and um, we need prayer too. Yeah. We pray for you guys a lot, and we love you guys a lot. but pray for pray for those who you're listening to. <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah. Um we do. We 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 always ask prayer no matter what it's for whether it's for just uh, for God to prepare us for what he's what what he's preparing us to step into um cuz there's a couple of things that I'm stepping into. So, and, and, um, and some things that Lily's stepping into, and so, we just, we ask you to pray for us, please. Um, <laughs> and, and, as, um, as my final thought, I just, teachers and and pastors, if you're called to be one of those, or a shepherd, whatever you're called to be, if it's in the teaching genre category, whatever you want to say make sure you're telling you make sure you're telling the truth to them and you're telling the truth to the people that you're that you're guiding because one thing we don't want to do is we don't want to lead people astray um just like on this show it's not just a ministry it it is a it's a church this is a church um and so we we don't want to lead anyone who's watching or listening astray And we want to tell you the truth and just please don't lead anyone astray when if you have students or if you have people in your congregation.
1: Yeah.
0: And uh, just just continue to pray for us if you are and and please pray for us. Um, Pray for our walks and pray for us growing in Christ. Um, And so, Yeah. yeah
1: i guess um my final thought i'm reminded of first corinthians 11 verse 1 paul says to the church at corinth imitate me as i imitate christ and that's the boldest thing you can say that really is that's the boldest thing you can say imitate me as i imitate christ so if you're a pastor if you're some leader strive towards Imitate Christ let him dwell within your heart and um, I know towards the end of this episode we got into quite some conviction <laughs> but Remember Colossians 3 says to Says whatever I believe it's Colossians 3 First Corinthians 10 verse 31 also says something like this but like whatever you do do it for the glory of God and First John chapter 4 says that um, God is love, and it's also said that perfect love casts out fear. So don't be afraid of failing, failing, because if you do everything in God, and if you do everything in love, remember 1 Corinthians 13 says love never fails. So remember God. Don't forget God. Don't forget to act in love. Wake up each day. And dedicate your day, your service, your sights, and your thoughts even to the Lord. Yeah. And remember to do everything in love. To do everything in God. Because God and love never fails. So you have no reason to be afraid of failing. Yeah. And that's my final thought.
0: Yeah. Um. But just thank you guys for watching. And, and the fact that we're in season two just amazes me. Um, so thank you guys all for, for sticking with us through, uh, season one. And I can't wait to see how season two unfolds, but, um, Lily, would you like to lead us in closing prayer?
1: Yes. Lord, thank you so much for this episode and for how you've spoken through us and all the scriptures you've given us to read and to read to others and God, us pray that, um, You send this episode to whoever needs to hear it. Maybe someone, I sense that there's someone watching who has recently received a calling of a shepherd and they don't know where to begin. Lord, I just pray that you go to them right now and you put your arm around them and let them know that you are compassionate and you desire compassion over obedience as your word says in Matthew 9 and Matthew 12. And Lord, I just pray that we know your grace and we know your fairness and we know that you are with us lord in both ways you are fair to us but you also give grace to us as unmerited favor from from you alone lord and god i pray that um we continue to be your mouthpieces on earth as it is in heaven let our words be your words god and let our ears be committed to listening into your voice. And I pray for all of our listeners that they desire the same oneness with you. Yes, God. As you prayed for in John chapter 17. Let us all desire to be unified with one another and with you, Lord. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.
0: Amen. We never want to end a show without giving you the opportunity the opportunity to have a personal relationship with Jesus. If you don't have a personal relationship with Him, you can. It's not too late. And if today is the day that you want to get right with God, we're all going to pray this prayer with you. So with heads bowed and eyes closed, repeat after me. Say, Dear God, dear God, I know that I've sinned.
1: I know that I have sinned.
0: But I believe I believe that Jesus died in my place
1: that Jesus died in my place
0: so Jesus
1: so Jesus I confess I confess
0: that you are Lord
1: that you are Lord
0: please be Lord of my life
1: please be Lord of my life
0: wash away my sin
1: wash away my sin
0: and give me the power to follow you
1: and give me the power to follow you amen Amen.
0: Now, if you prayed that simple prayer, we believe that you were born again. We would love to share this with you, and you can write us at choice at waymaker.rmr.live, and we would be happy to celebrate with you and welcome you into the family. And to keep you on track with your decision and to combat the enemy, we would recommend that the next step step After that is to get yourself into a good Bible-believing, Bible-teaching, and Holy Spirit-filled church. Thank you for joining us today. And as a reminder, if you like the show and today's show and the show's content, we encourage you to share it with your friends, family, loved ones, co-workers, etc. Because sharing is caring. And remember, check out waymaker.rmrr.live for all the latest information and updates about the show. Please like and subscribe to the show's YouTube page. Podcasts of the show are available on all your favorite podcast providers. Please check out the show archive page on the Waymaker website for, all, for a listing of which podcast providers you can find us on. Follow, follow us on Facebook, and the show's site for all the latest information and updates about the show. If you like today's show and the show's content and feel led to donate to us, there are links to do so on the website down below in the description and for those watching on your screen. And there's also the Tithely um, which is an online app which you can select where you want to give. Um, and that will be used as a text to give in the future. All donations go to hosting fees, software, equipment, and wherever the Holy Spirit directs us to give. And remember to get yourself into a good Bible-believing, Bible-teaching, and Holy Spirit-filled church. Plug into groups and discipleship opportunities and serve in any way you can. Thank you guys for joining us again. And be blessed. Thank you for listening to Waymaker Ministries. Have a blessed day.